Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the 61st and best episode of the Hashcast. And as always, I have a guest way cooler and way more interesting than myself. And tonight, I have a guest who I've seen working in several industries, but I still don't know exactly how he started and where he's going. John Finger, how are you, man? Doing good, dude. How you doing? Good. I'm good. So we met for like a whole three seconds in, a, in the middle of an intersection in Los Angeles. Uh, so I'm glad we actually get to talk tonight because uh, I have a lot of questions for you. But for people who might not know who you are and who have not had the pleasure of meeting you in the middle of the street, uh, who is uh, John Finger and what is it that you do? Uh, I am. I have been an editor and a visual effects artist for a really long time. Uh, I'm done some producing as well. Right now I'm a shorts director for my own YouTube channel. And uh, hopefully, eventually, I'll be a creative enabler and help some of my friends do the same thing. Okay. So, I, I like uh, the term uh, "creative uh, creative enabler." Um, yeah. I, I also on your on your profile that you're a creative addict, which is yes. how I'm naming the show. By the way, it's already floating oh, flo floating above your yeah. head. A creative addict. So just saying, so you know, I've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, you got a problem being so damn creative all the time. So, yeah. uh, how did you get started in this? Because video editing, like I, I've dabbled in it by trying to put a podcast together but um did you have like old school training in that or is it something that just happened over time that you got really good at it um you know it, it's sort of a thing that i did because i was directing stuff i would uh you know I, the first examples were very young using a, a old school camera you know that my dad had around and then mm -hmm. using vcrs to edit so i had to like figure out that the vcrs took like three seconds to start the next clip so i was like editing between old broken vcrs but yeah. um just doing the that process and like learning early premieres and stuff like that uh when i got to a point where i was trying to direct for other people a lot of times they'd be like, oh, well, can you edit too? And I always said yes. And very quickly, um, people started transitioning, not just editing with the graph, uh, motion graphics and visual effects. People started transitioning to just asking for that because that's needed more, far more often than someone directing something. Um, so, you know, game companies would be like, oh, can you direct this thing? And I'd be like, yeah, that sounds great. And they're like, actually, we don't really have enough budget. Can you just edit game footage? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. You know, and so it was like that kind of kept happening. And at a certain point, I, uh, and actually I was helping promote a um, cinematic game trailer for uh, Unknown Worlds Natural Selection 2. Mm -hmm. And because uh, I was working with them, right when I got out of college, because that was, like, my favorite game at the time. And uh, I called, as the places that I was calling, one of them happened to be game trailers, and I just was like, hey, by the way, if you need editors, you know, I'm editing for game trailers, so it would be a good fit. Yeah. And uh, they were like, yeah, can you come in tomorrow? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. So I got a flight and flew down and yeah. was editing all weekend for him. Oh, wow. So. It's still, like, I'm Dutch, right? So I'm from Netherlands, so flying to a job interview is still a little weird to me. Uh, but I it guess... wasn't even a job interview, dude. No. It was, like, literally, Ryan Stevens said, hey, we got some lot of edits tomorrow and we yeah. need another editor. It might have been the, that weekend. I can't remember. Yeah. It was way fast, though. Yeah. It was, like, two days or something at the most. That is crazy, though. But, but it feels like you kind of... Like jumped forward in, in, in time there real quick, or did 
did it just yeah, happen that fast? Because uh, you said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm editing game trailers, uh, like, not four games, but actual game trailers. I think a lot of people would have loved to, like, are pushing to get into that. Did, did it just happen to you overnight, or, or how did you get that first? I mean, I'm I'm still pushing to get into game trailers. I would love yeah. to do game trailers. No, uh, the, that whole process started because I reached out to the Unknown Worlds guys as they were starting on Natural Selection 2, and I said, look, I love what you guys are doing, and I just want to come by and film you guys and do a behind-the-scenes. So I did mm -hmm. some behind-the-scenes videos for them for a while, and at a certain point, uh, I was, I'd done, I was doing short films myself at the same mm -hmm. time, and I was like, I want to do a fan film for Natural Selection 2. And uh, in the process of doing that, they actually let me use some of their assets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so then they kind of, I think that kind of put it in their head that like I could help them with something like that. Um, so they, I can't remember exactly if they asked me to direct on that one, but uh, they asked me to help make a cinematic game trailer. Mm -hmm. And I would say their creative director, oh, I forget his name now. Um, amazing dude. I <laughs> should have looked that up. But anyway, um, uh Corey. His mm -hmm. name's Corey something. But anyway, uh, <laughs> try to give credit where credit's due what I can. Um, he he did most of the, really did most of the directing on that thing. But it was like, it was just an exciting experience to work on something real. And those guys um, recommended me to other people later. So I got some other little freelance things um, here and there because of them. But I, I never actually, the reason I'm I'm interested in production at all mm -hmm. is because of cinematics from games and game trailers mm -hmm. uh because i grew up without tv per, no no cable tv and mostly mm -hmm. if i watched something it was um you know my dad would rent a bunch of movies from the library so yeah. i'd look through these like degraded you know <laughs> barely working v, uh, vhs yeah. tapes uh so when i played starcraft the trench scene in Brood War was like the first thing where I was like, "Oh, I want to make something like that. Yeah. That's so cool." Yeah. And uh, that took—that's actually what took me from just thinking, "Oh, I want to use like my, this hand camera to make my sister disappear from the frame," to yeah. I can make something cooler with this. Yeah. You know, that is awesome. Though. I I love that that hustle there. You just like, no, I'm gonna come by and do a behind the scenes for this amazing game that I happen to like, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds amazing." Uh, it's those little windows. It, it wasn't quite. Yeah, sure. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Yeah. It did, definitely took a little like uh, easing into it because you know I think I think you have to be wear, wary of enthusiastic people that can sometimes um, come in and be crazy fans or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, that is I, always I definitely. Advice. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to. I wanted to make sure it was clear I was coming in to be a professional mm -hmm. and uh, and that this wasn't like. I wasn't trying to be in their way in any sort of yeah. way. I was trying to make it something mutually beneficial, yeah. you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I also want to dip a little bit more in you calling Game Trader saying, hey, do you need some work? And they're like, yes, please get, get on playing. Because I, I have a big heart for, for, for Game Traders, uh, yeah. the, 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 the old outlet. Uh, so you, you said, okay, I'm editing Game Traders and it's a, a fly-in. How long did you stick around for with those guys? Um. Oh man, that's that's a whole. So that moment was, um, I think I was there for like forty eight hours or something. Mm -hmm. 
It was just like a quick, like, come in, edit a bunch of stuff. I don't think it was E3 that time, but maybe... But they brought me in after that, like, mm -hmm. freelance. For any time they had an overflow of stuff, they would bring me in. Yeah. Um, and I love that because I... My whole time in high school, I watched a ton of game trailers, mm -hmm. and I worked at a, a computer repair company that was, like, sort of connected to Autodesk, mm -hmm. um, and I would just put on, like, all the screens, GameTrailers.com, yeah. with um, their cinematic trailers yeah. list on, like, autoplay, yeah. and the, when they had that feature, and yeah. then their new site didn't, which was a bummer. Oh, their but, amazing video player that they had on the site? Yeah, I feel like it it got worse because before it was like I could literally just go cinematic game trailers, yeah. turn it on, and it just worked because it was quick time still, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. it would play well. Uh, yeah, the the player they upgraded to definitely was a downgrade. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but so so you're you're getting in there. Uh, did you feel like oh this might be something I'm I'm comfortable doing for a living, or was that just like because freelance life is. Uh, rough, right? It's job after job, gig after gig. Um. Yeah, I mean, the hard hard part about freelance life is the Russian roulette of clients mm -hmm. of you don't know. I had a, a client I ended up um, having to, like, hold some of his his project hostage in order for him to pay because he started doing the sketchy thing where he goes, which I had luckily, my de my parents as far as I can remember, were freelance. Mm -hmm. So at some point they weren't, but I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, so I had some indication of how freelance worked, and um, for some reason I was able to see when someone was starting to get sketchy and say the things like, oh, you know, like they're not yet saying that they don't have money, mm -hmm. but they're like, oh, you know, things are a little tight. It'll be, uh, you know, we're going to have to, you know, do this and that or whatever. And, yeah. uh, Checks uh, in the mail kind of stuff. Yeah, or worse than that even, but yeah. People, especially uh, when you're not working with businesses, mm -hmm. you know, individuals can be just, you know, going on Craigslist is a, a sketchy place to find stuff. Once yeah. you get into businesses, people start getting a little more accountable, but you can still find people that'll take way too long to pay you and that kind of yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Game Trailers thing was was exciting especially at that time because for some reason i thought i could see a future where that led to doing actual game trailers mm -hmm. um and i actually stopped freelancing for game trailers and went to work for an ad agency for a while mm -hmm. and that was a it was it was neat to be doing like because i was the only editor in vet visual effects guy um in the company mm -hmm. so they would hire out when there was overflow but i was just taking on i'd be doing you know a couple car dealerships in a day and then jump straight into like some exercise video game and then jumping to some beer commercial like all over the place yeah um and they'd be like we need ornament you know cg ornaments in this you know hallway and whatever and it's like so that was a wild job and i was a little, I was hoping that that was going to lead, because they did have game clients, I was hoping that was going to lead into doing the type of game stuff that I wanted there. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of saw that the type of stuff that they were doing for games, I wasn't just not the version of game trailers I was 
yeah. excited by it was more about the um, marketing of it than the world building of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that job just there was I didn't have there was no such thing as hours like they would call me on Sunday and be like, hey, we need this file in a few minutes. And I'd be like, I'm down at the beach, yeah. you know, um, so I kind of realized if I wanted to have a life, I needed to switch what I was doing. And I did, you know, I loved the guys at Game Trailers and um, did see possibility that, that that could somehow lead to the Game Trailers life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I basically just called Bobby one day there, who's who's an amazing guy, mm-hmm. um, and was like, hey, do you guys need someone basically permanently? Because yeah. I would love to leave what I'm doing and come hang out with you guys. Yeah. And... Um, they brought me in and we had a talk and actually the talk that I had with Shane at the time was that I was hoping to do original content and like mm-hmm. actually make stuff, not just be an editor. Yeah. Um, and that didn't really work out partially, I think, because that game trailers was in a very sudden transition, mm-hmm. I think, um, from being a, a thing that was valuable to Viacom to a thing that was less valuable to Viacom. And that just kind of, unfortunately, felt like it got worse. Actually, no, it objectively got worse over time. Um, But, I mean, you know, I there was a lot of cool stuff that was happening there. And I feel like, even though it didn't work out for me, that I didn't get to um, turn that experience into what I wanted to turn it into, which... Mm -hmm probably was unrealistic anyway yeah. um uh a lot of the people that i was working with there were able to turn it into stuff you know uh mm-hmm. ian and lisa and uh elise willems and ian hink who are you know i mean actually i say ian hink but all of easy allies mm-hmm. came from there yeah um and uh and justin Ingelmo who made hey ash what you play and i don't know did you ever watch that yeah, yeah. um I think he, he already was making that before he came into into mm-hmm. game trailers and actually was brought in because they were also they were already licensing his show and then he was like, "Hey, can I get some side editing gig too?" you know. Yeah. So um yeah, so and that's how uh, I guess that kind of leads into seedlings. Um yeah. that's how uh Ian I, Ian Justin and I became friends there mm-hmm. partially cuz we're all three people that, um, you know, I was just making weird little things, just experiments and shorts and stuff. Yeah. Justin was doing Hey Ash and actually had, was just starting another project. Was he starting that project yet? No, he wasn't. Never mind. <laughs> um, and then Ian actually uh, had this, I think it's called Hit Manning short mm-hmm. series that I think it's still on YouTube. You can probably look it up. Yeah. Um, but it was just, you know, it was a longer narrative series that had some interesting stuff happening. And it was exciting to, like, be talking to other people that were mm-hmm. um, interested in making things, you know. Yeah. Um, so we ended up kind of meeting one day and after work. And, and uh, partially, actually, I had uh, been talking to Ian and Justin sort of separately just because I was looking for collaborators. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then I, my intention was to talk to Justin because I had just done a Minecraft animation. And I had yeah. just seen that Justin had done a Minecraft thing with Hey Ash, What You Playing? And I was like, this is an amazing situation yeah. for uh, 
world building, you can just make whatever yeah. because you, we can run around and play a game and build any set we want and not, you know, Minecraft to us was not was not the show. It was just the tool yeah. to be able to quickly make a show. Um, but Justin's actually the one that mentioned to Ian that we were going to do something. And I'm really glad because Ian is... Like, that show definitely would not have been what it was because Ian brought so much, like... I feel like he filled out a lot of expanse of that mm -hmm. world that we were doing. Um, and uh, and also, like, uh, I think Justin and I would have made something, but uh, I don't think it would have turned into what it turned into because Ian was the one that, like, first couple sentences he said were just like awesome just like blow the doors off like yeah. make this thing big yeah. and and you know then all of us just went crazy we i think that first night we just sat and ate and like wrote and wrote which the the people that are seedlings fans are gonna hate hearing this but we wrote <laughs> basically the first three seasons yeah. that night like not you know obviously all the scripts but yeah the the larger arc mm -hmm. and um we never did the third season so Ooh, there's yeah. that yeah yeah you gotta, um, get, you gotta get some seedling hate over this yeah. yeah and and i do yeah there's we'll go into that later but yeah. there's there's a whole reason that that all went down yeah. um but yeah so and then uh we were just gonna make that show without anyone uh just post it on youtube mm -hmm. and then Jeff actually had just come in to the company and he was making some big moves and like um Jeff Keeley, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jeff yeah. Keeley, sorry. I'm I'm uh <laughs> yeah, and uh Rohan and I had actually just done a project and sort of a funny another like Rohan had said, Oh, there's this super talented dude that's funny that we should at bring into the project mm -hmm. uh Kyle. Yeah. And I was like, "Does I've never heard Kyle, you know, do anything in particular. Yeah. Like he's just a really nice guy. Yeah. I don't know that." And he's like, "No, no, we should shoot something with him." Yeah. And so we shot this little test video, and Jeff loved it, and actually got us to. I think me and Rohan got to go pitch um, pitch a couple things, but we pitched Comedy Central mm -hmm. with it to do like a gaming show on Comedy Central. Yeah. And they didn't really get it, which, looking back on it, I get why they didn't get it. But at the time, we were just, like, you know, so excited and then yeah. so bummed. Um, but then to see uh, Kyle, you know, go on and do his, his show was Final cool. Final Bossman, yeah. Yeah, Final Bossman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, doing kind of with our project, then we were like, we're doing this show on our own, and Jeff comes to us and says... I can't remember who he talked to. He might have talked to Ian. But anyway, he talked to someone and was like, hey, can, can we, I hear you're doing a show. Mm -hmm. Can we get your show? And so then they ended up licensing our show. Mm -hmm. um, and that went for for two seasons on Xbox, yeah. on their Xbox app, and like just carried that app. It was, yeah. I think we got like 12 million views on there. That's nice. Um, and then uh, we actually got approached by two executive producers who are, uh, people from uh, 
I can't remember what their resume was exactly, but it was like they had worked in most of the major, you know, studios. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, we want to shop you around. Yeah. Um, and Nickelodeon, I, I, <clears throat> a couple places seemed kind of interested. Nickelodeon, I can't remember if they offered, I think they, they sounded like they were wanting it in mm -hmm. the room. I don't think they actually gave us an offer in the room, but we had the offer the next day. Yeah for Nickelodeon. Um, and, and the woman we were talking to was like the perfect woman to be talking to is, I uh, wish, what's her last name? Jenna. She, she works at Nicola. Uh, I mean, Netflix now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but then, um, some, there was, there was a lot of like, uh, Nickelodeon was changing a lot mm -hmm. at the time. Um, so we kind of stepped into like this whirlwind of stuff happening there. And then, uh, Netflix offered us $75,000 to develop for them. Yeah. And, um, that was, you know, we were like, yeah, we'll take it. Like this, yeah. this sounds like we can, we can do this and we can do it fat. Like, yeah. you know, we could just start doing something right now. There's not going to be uh, figuring things out. Mm -hmm. Um, and that piece was was exciting but i i wish i think my biggest lesson on that was i wish we had kept our scrappiness a little bit because we did this whole development process in the way that these executives who were like they knew their stuff mm -hmm. but they also knew their stuff in this sort of uh, old production way so we hired like you know um a creative team and an animation team mm -hmm. and we uh brought in uh some writers um i forget bart's last name but joe on solid Bahar, which makes mm -hmm. which made um he did rugrats and recess and hey arnold and uh what else like that kind of stuff all mm -hmm. he's lead writer or showrunner on most of the shows a lot of yeah. kids remember from you know um and so we but not that I regret any of that. It's all amazing stuff that we did. Yeah. But as far as what we came out with, we came out with a show Bible. Yeah. And in hindsight, I think about like $75,000. If we had just done the things the way we probably would have done if we didn't have any leadership, yeah. we would have made an episode for that. Yeah. Um, so that was a... Um, and then, you know, if we had been walking around and sh shopping around our... Um, show after that because we didn't we didn't get the green light from them and i don't know if they still are but at the time they were basically no notes so they yeah. came in they said okay is this this is you know we we did our pitch and they're like okay um we don't want to go with it <laughs> you know and it's like uh I, they didn't say it in the room but i think they yeah. you know they got back to us and they said we don't want to don't want to go with it and uh our producers were like what's why what's yeah. the deal yeah. and they're like oh we're not you know we're not giving notes, you know. Yeah. Um, there was some indication that it might be that it the new version of the show wasn't Minecrafty enough, mm -hmm. which um, honestly I'm really okay with that because I didn't want to make. I mean, I, I think the other guys were kind of on the same page. We didn't want the show to be about Minecraft. Mm -hmm. We wanted it to be about the lore, yeah. and um, that's part of the reason that we signed up, or not signed up, but that's why we were so excited with the Nickelodeon deal is because uh, Jenna had, I believe, executive produced 
the last airbender mm-hmm. and she seemed to really get what we were going for as far as the the longer story so yeah. um that was just a, a you know i i feel like we went the way that we thought made sense at the time mm-hmm. and uh you know yeah I, I didn't want yeah. to Focus on Minecraft, basically. You no, know. well, it makes sense because this was 2013, 2014, maybe. Oh man, I, I'm terrible with time flies. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> something I, like I think that. The maybe. was around 2013, so this is like early Netflix. This is like six years ago. Yeah, they in the process of our of making the show, they did some big buys actually. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they, they brought on a couple new kids shows before we finished development. So that probably had an impact on our, on whether we got the green light yeah. or not. But it's, it's, it's such an interesting story because like I was looking at the, the, the seedlings listings there uh, and I was like, hey, what happened there? Because I never heard the full story. I've heard you guys talk about it on, on the one of the shows that you guys probably did the game traders or uh, you and Ian talked about. It. I had Ian on the show. We didn't <coughs> talk much about seedlings. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how much adventure was behind uh, that oh, yeah. whole, whole ordeal. How did it feel though, when you're working on something and all of a sudden you got like executives and Netflix and uh, as like a as a creative addict, as you call yourself, to to land on something like oh shit, this might actually take off. I will say that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Is that one? It felt very natural. Like it mm-hmm. didn't. It's one of those things where you think, if that happened to me, I would be so excited and the world would be. But the way it happened is so incremental that by the time... We definitely had some moments where Ian and Justin and I were sitting in a room waiting for, like, Disney executives to come in. We were like, we should probably, like, appreciate that this is a pretty amazing moment that we're having, you know. Yeah. Um, So... Like, we definitely had to remind ourselves only because you're just, every step, it's not like any of this happened quickly. It's mm-hmm. like, whether you're going to, uh, you know, have just the meeting with the executives to begin with, it was like, okay, we're going to have this meeting, and we had a loose conversation about about what could be the bigger version mm-hmm. of this. And then we meet with some lawyers to have a conversation then the lawyers conversation takes forever and then it's like then you have uh you know some some meeting with someone that we're like oh we have to look up who this person is and then we you know a couple of those kind of meetings and then like oh we might get something with nickelodeon or and then that doesn't really happen and then suddenly it is happening it's like the way it happens is feels like just so natural progression that in the moment you almost don't or you don't realize even how much it's like a lot of people come here. In fact, we would come here dreaming about it if yeah. not for being in the, the slow process. Yeah. But the thing is, is we spent three years doing a lot of, a lot of waiting, a lot of sitting in mm-hmm. meetings, a lot of, uh, listening to input and reevaluating. And like, um, just like this, this process took a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that walking out of it, I was like, I don't want that to be what my version of being a creative is. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I would rather do small things yeah. and always be making something than be sitting in meetings and waiting for things to find out if they're the next thing. And you can do both. 
Um, but my priority is definitely the continuing to create. Yeah, because that must be. Did, did you have support to do that whole business side of it? Because it's one thing to be creative and to be really good at that, and then there's the whole corporate suit aspect of creating around it. Or did you? Or is that something you're also naturally good at? Like, I would not be super comfortable go in a room with lawyers and talk about a show that I uh, create or might create. Uh, I was very comfortable with all that. Yeah. I don't know. I've always been very comfortable with that. But I, I also think that um, it does help to have a team. You know, mm -hmm. um, Ian and Justin were, uh, you know, we kind of became a little family for with with the drama and the good yeah. parts. You know, of uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we we as far as the creative, we would like getting our little bicker matches or whatever. But when it came down to the business side, it was just, we were so good. I, I actually am surprised that, uh, like, it was amazing as three people that really didn't know each other that well before mm -hmm. this thing, um, just the um, amount we were able to get on the same page. And we would we had a Slack going where it was just like, you know, like, what is our opinion on this, this, this? And it was like, we kind of were operating as one mind and it was really an amazing feeling to just yeah. be like and and you know we go into a situation we all know where, what page we're on we get someone wants to be on a call with us and and you know we feel like someone is trying to trick us or trying to slight us on something and mm -hmm. we all know where we stand and what the problem is and how we plan on dealing with it you know yeah. and that part was was the most efficient and amazing part of that whole thing was yeah. <laughs> Just the collaboration and yeah. being business guys together, you know. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Like I, I really enjoyed hearing this story, like the the behind the scenes story. Because if you do not get the story, if you do not get the opportunity to talk to you or Ian or, or Justin, it's like a show that was there and then was gone, and yeah. it had some promise. If you really paid attention to it, that it might go big, and then it just doesn't happen. Uh, do, do you miss it at all? Do you? Um, you know, uh, I think it's weird. I, I have back and forth on this, but I don't... There's aspects I miss on mm -hmm. it. Um, I don't miss it, really, because... One, we were always we were always fighting against Minecraft, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Or at least I was. Um, because there's just this, this expectation that people... Or idea of what the show is that mm -hmm. gets put on the thing yeah. um and then i think having three cooks in the kitchen just made it so that there was like if there was a hierarchy if one of us had been the kind of the the final say on stuff yeah. um i think that would have would have kept the intensity of some of our our frustration with things down a little bit maybe yeah. Um, but, and none of it, like, it's not like any of it was a big deal. It all was very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we would get in some frustration about the thing. And that's the one thing about having three people though, is that when two people don't agree, there's always that third person that, yeah. that has to makes slide, the deciding. Yeah. yeah. Um, which that part actually is why those, those conversations. And the good thing is that all of us were willing to say, okay, it's two against one. I, I made my bid and you know, it's clearly yeah. no one's bought, you know, purchasing what I'm selling. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so that part was had its ups and downs. The thing actually that I like is that we were creatively very different from the start of what our we would like to make ourselves. Um, and I think that was just an amazing amount of growth that came out of that because I, the way I look at projects now changed because both Ian and Justin, um, you know, changed how I look at comedy. They changed how I look at story. They changed. I honestly had very little interest in longer form projects or doing narrative or doing series. Um, and those guys made it exciting and made and showed me like I liked world building and I you know I would be excited about building out just all these little pieces and what they meant to this character and what they meant to the world and what you know what the depth of that any given moment is Mm -hmm. but just talking with them and us all getting excited about how these pieces interweave and connect on the long term and what they can mean for character and what they can mean for comedy and all this Mm -hmm. stuff that just like really kind of opened and especially as someone that didn't grow up with TV mm-hmm. you know it i suddenly and they introduced me to the last airbender because of this and that was like changed how i look at cartoons too mm-hmm. because i was like wow this can be you know an epic story and a narrative that that goes through a full arc and isn't just like every show has to stand on its own you know yeah. so yeah no it's interesting it's a it's a pretty cool story um and, and I know you had your your hand in like a, a whole bunch of that uh, stuff, but I never heard the full version. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, so, so then that kind of falls apart. Um, Game traders, I'm not sure what what the timeline on that is uh, exactly, but it ceases uh, to exist, or was there still time between the end of that and? Uh... Uh, we were game trailers fell apart before we were done with the seedling stuff, because okay. um, I. So I was part of the first wave of layoffs. Um, most people that were behind the scenes and weren't on camera mm-hmm. just got cut. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my favorite thing was Pactor was just Michael Pactor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because um, I worked on his show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rohan obviously was the producer. Rohan Rivas, who's mm-hmm. uh, now at Epic, I think. Yes. Um, uh so that all us all getting dropped you know Pactor was like i'm not coming with game trailers i'm not going over to defy because my friends got cut off and it's like that was that was a cool moment you know because i i mean i barely knew Pactor. we just Mm -hmm. interacted literally through like sometimes he would talk to me through the footage you know and that's the you know he (laughs) Rohan told him that I was the guy doing the graphics, and he yeah. thought Finger is a funny name because yeah. most people do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know that that was I, which you know it may be more that he did it, you know, because of uh, Rohan than me. Who knows? But yeah. uh, his icon's still a drawing I drew, so that's fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. His his Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's the painting like that. that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a some random gag and i don't know why he loved that painting but one time i was talking to him at his party and he goes hey can you paint me like a real version of that painting and i'm like i'm not a painter and he's like no i know but i mean just you know just make me a painting of that and i just 
Oh, and and I at first I didn't know what he was even talking about. Yeah. I was like, "What painting are you talking yeah. about?" He's like, "The good one." Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what are we talking about? It's a cartoon from like a five second gag, yeah. and I have no. Oh, actually, I do remember. I've never thought about it for this long. Yeah. Uh, the joke was that he always wears pink ties, mm-hmm. and I think his wife doesn't like that he wears pink ties all the time, or yeah. thinks he should switch it up, or something like that. I don't know why the screamer was involved. I think I just thought it was funny. I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Yeah, it's uh, funny because uh, because uh, when I uh, hear you, hear you talk, you uh, like I, I made a joke about it in in, in your guest card. Like you seem to know everybody because that whole crew seems to have spread out over the industry quite a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, so how are your opportunities there because i know you're doing stuff for yourself on your youtube channel i was browsing through that i saw you are a dude on mars recently um, thank you but what is what is, what are your goals to um to, to move through this industry because it's like content creation it's it's on and off it's it's outlets starting outlets closing patrons popping up doing very well and then people getting burned out from being content creators what is your your plan in in this whole thing uh, honestly, I've kind of stopped, I've stopped worrying about chasing because I now see that I can make stuff on my own. You know, I've got mm-hmm. sponsors now that are helping me with my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite figured out how to make the YouTube channel pay for every part of my life, but I mm-hmm. can cover most short films and stuff now. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I probably will put some effort behind Patreon. I just started one and now I'm trying to figure out how to make that appealing to people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of I'm more interested in just keeping myself able to keep creating and creating the way I want to Mm -hmm. and like I said eventually I would like to I have friends who are doing amazing stuff out there that I also know would like to still do some really some stuff that doesn't fit with what they are being successful in yeah um and I would love to be able to literally pay my friends to do whatever they want you know that would be such a cool thing to be able to do um so that's kind of my focus uh the game trailers thing i've just been chasing for so long and for some reason have just been staying on the outskirts of it this entire time uh that i i'm not that worried about it right now i think i there's probably going to be a point where i am hopefully i get it to a point where i'm a you know have enough production pipeline in place that it mm-hmm. makes sense to to do some you know big bidding rush on trying to do some game trailers for yeah. people um but you know if anyone here is you know if you're yeah. out there yeah. give me a call but yeah. uh Definitely. yeah i mean i'm you know i'm open to it but i'm just not chasing it anymore yeah. i'm i'm getting the fulfillment that i was wanting from that in getting to like explore a world and yeah. that's what's exciting to me is exploring the world yeah you know yeah i've seen some of your videos it's it's uh because i posted on the evolve twitter uh, a thread like a, a show some a piece of content that you're proud of and, and i saw that you uh, yeah. posted the one with the dragon and the one in space and yeah but, 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 to, in case you haven't seen it i'll try to link it if i'm not forgetting which i probably will forget uh, but, uh <laughs> just, just right. ask me about it um uh, what was so special about that video with the dragon? Because I, I watched it. Uh, you you were basically spoiling uh, Game of Thrones season eight in that clip <laughs> from four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but so, so how? Uh, why was that a spe- special piece for you? Um, 
I got to, you know, it. One, it was just ridiculous circumstances for what that film is. You know, mm-hmm. I'm using my rundown little apartment I had at the time mm-hmm. and literally standing out on my porch so that I can be far enough away to film my friend on the green screen. And, yeah. uh, it was, it was very scrappy, and I feel like the way it came out was um, pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I, I, there's also a lot to that one as far as like my thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. That it is funny that that people do not like that short. No. They are, well, I mean, uh, they get mad at me for the for what happens. In okay. it, you know, yeah. fair enough. Uh, even Stephen got mad at me. Really? <laughs> uh, he's like, "Don't remind me of that short." Yeah. Um, <laughs> But there's a there's, uh, you know there's the saying "Kill your darlings" is mm-hmm. the if you have something in your world that is the world you're creating that even though you love it it isn't good for the world you ha- you still have to cut it out of your writing or your film or whatever. Right. Um, so there's some metaphor in that, and then also there's sort of this aspect of like, um, just in general, like the, you play a video game or something like that. There's people are killing dragons for no reason all the time you know they're running through and i kind of like the this piece where it's like there's this guy's kind of just being a jerk he doesn't need to do this Mm -hmm. or it's not clear whether he needs to do this Mm -hmm. but he's doing it anyway and it's like that's that's how people play video games a lot of times you know you people run into a house and like smash stuff and take stuff and yeah. kill people and whatever and it's like i don't know i it when i get reactions out of people i'm like i don't know that's good get some humanity out of you yeah. <laughs> that's good i like that and and now you're working on um dudes on mars i saw the first episode i highly enjoyed that is that the uh, more like a series that you're working on or is that uh just um, getting the well, most so- out of mocap suit uh there is, by the way, I'm sorry for the audio people. I just realized I'm smacking my lips a lot yeah. on this. <laughs> I think is that a common thing? I think I watched uh, another one of your podcasts for said that actually now that, that. Um, the dudes on Mars. It's sort of like, I mean, because all of that channel is just I decide that I want to try something mm-hmm. or see something or whatever. Uh, with dudes on Mars, I was like, I want to try to figure out making something that is just super fast and Mm -hmm. i don't want to go cartooning with it i want to try to go fairly realistic with it Mm -hmm. but i want to be able to do this in like 24 hours make an episode and um so i was like i'm going to try to do something really quick with this and then on top of that there was also like i was like oh you know I'll, i'll try adding some other little things just to explore filmmaking you know like every episode is unless it's an establishing shot every episode is one shot you know, and so it's just you, the scene has to play out entirely in blocking and which is one uh, practice in mocap mm-hmm. because you're after the blocking has to all make sense within the space. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, I, at some point I'll probably do some experiments in VR filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to practice for that is yeah. single, you know, set up camera. Um, and... Also, I just haven't done a lot of comedy on my own, so I was like, yeah. I want to try doing some comedy. Um, so, and and long term, I'm I'm pretty set that I'm going to try to make another long, you know, narrative adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm just trying to get my tools in place to be able to do that efficiently and yeah. uh, have as few barriers as possible for that. Yeah. Well, is it, is it uh, right for collaboration because you're doing that uh, with someone else? I forgot to write down the name uh, of the other suit. Uh, or is it someone the Rococo? Uh, yeah, yeah, but like it's you doing the one voice and then someone else doing the. Is it just a voice or is it actually a different mocap? Oh, I do the mocap for for everyone. both. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that I was wondering. Yeah. Um, yeah, I basically just do like an audio edit of uh, you know uh, me and my friend Joey, um, who's who uh, works at Tested and is a DP and a uh, bunch of Joey Famelli. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the other voice, and we just kind of got on Skype and read through lines, and I put together an audio edit, like a radio edit of it, mm-hmm. and then I just play that while I'm doing the mocap so that okay. the timing's the same. So the mocap's really like 20 times of me just walking through my <laughs> living room <laughs> as each character, you know. That's um, so funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw some behind the scenes uh, at the end there. Um but it's all yeah i can't remember which behind the scenes i put on which one i don't know i saw a couple because i was like stalking your all your creativity uh, and I, I know i saw one i think that was just your sizzle reel uh, of you walking like a dinosaur in a mock-up suit but i'm not 100 sure i think it's that's the oh, end of your uh, on, on your uh, internet movie database uh show reel. oh my god i don't even know what's on that trailer oh, you know there. i've tried to I've tried to take that one down so many times, but yeah. IMDb won't let you take videos down. Oh, really? Because yeah. <laughs> that one's like, you know, that's such old stuff that mm-hmm. I... I don't know why anyone would put a reel on IMDb is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> if you can't take it down and yeah. put up a new one, what's the point? Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's still that's there. I, I think that's, a, that's a way, where you walk like that. So your phone number is on there and everything. Uh, just oh yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't use that number. <laughs> I I totally don't use that number anymore. Uh, I don't know. You're gonna get some some deadly shot probably uh, if you try to call yeah. that number. Uh, are there any like because uh, we talked earlier about like uh, you worked with some extremely talented people. Uh, you know a lot of very talented people. Are there any like dream collaborations that, that you would love to do? Um. It's not really about anyone specific. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I want to, you know, I want to be collaborating with people. Mm-hmm. And that's, so right now I'm just trying to find opportunities. Like if anyone is wanting to collaborate with me, I'll, I'll talk to them and mm-hmm. we'll see if they're, if it makes sense. And, um, I've got a couple different collaborations going right now and they're all going at kind of different paces cause mm-hmm. people got different things going in their lives. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of experimenting with collaborations and trying to see which ones are the ones that uh, either either they're one-offs and it's just getting to work with different types of people and learn from them, mm-hmm. um, or it's someone that I'm like, oh, maybe we might be able to have long-term collaborations or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, I'm just just seeing what's out there. Well, you can always go to the list of guests on Hashka and see if there's anyone interesting there that you want to work with. Yeah, uh, I stopped being super, I tend to be pretty, um, like I don't push anyone to collaborate Mm -hmm. because I found that if I have to make, if I have to make much effort towards a collaboration, Mm -hmm. there's a very high chance that person's going to drop out or, you know, lose interest or whatever. So I tend to look for people that are, pretty enthusiastic we both have similar things and mm-hmm. you know they're able to collaborate well you know yeah 
I can't wait. I, I'm looking forward to whatever it is you're, you're gonna do next. Do you like? I always like to ask. Like we kind of talked about, this, like your five-year plan because you're focusing really now on your own channel. Uh, yeah. Do, do you have set goals for for that? On because uh, you you said you, you start a Patreon. Like it's time for you to hit yeah. that 30k a month, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so far, I'm at zero. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you um, should promote it every now and then. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done much promotion of it, yeah. um, but I also don't know if it's not at a place where where I am. Uh, I feel like it's ready to say, yeah, this is really worth people putting their money into. Mm -hmm. um, I did do a Patreon once before, and I was just not happy with having one. I didn't get I didn't get very many people, but the people that I got, mm -hmm. I felt very poorly about what I was giving back to them. Mm -hmm. One in how I was um, what I had offered, but two, the things that were bigger things I had offered basically required a certain level of, a certain number of people to have joined. Yeah. And my expectation was a little high since my buddies over at Easy Allies had just <laughs> hit their 40k in like a month or whatever happened. Yeah. Ridiculous. You know? Um, so I was like, oh, you know, if I can get $500 in a month and I yeah. can do this thing. And so I put that on there and it's like, you know, I end up with six people that have signed up where I'm like, I can't afford to do the thing I'm offering, you know, yeah. and I don't want to be in that position. So I'm trying to make it so that um, my YouTube channel stands on its own and mm -hmm. can self-sustain itself. But for instance, the th uh, Dudes on Mars, if you... Right now, this is just like a, a first thing, but mm -hmm. um, if you don't want to watch me blabbing after every single episode and you don't want to watch ads and you don't want to yeah. have to click between episodes, if you join the Patreon, then you can watch all the episodes just completely edited together mm -hmm. as one thing. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to try some stuff probably. I just got a VR camera I'm going to do some experiments with, and I'll probably do some stuff where I do a standard version and then the the VR versions on Patreon um stuff like that where it's like what's the offer that makes this that makes me feel good about saying hey you should join this Patreon yeah. you know um and then if I'm at that point where people are wanting to be on it then it's then it makes more sense for me to start promoting more and, and yeah. grow it you know yeah. um as far as five year plan um I think The main thing is, you know, I, I, I just want to be making, and I want to be around people that are making. Mm -hmm. So, if I can get to a point, like, I mean, the ideal is that I'm making something, and one of my friends is making whatever the hell they want, as mm -hmm. well, and I'm able to post both those things, um, and you know, they're paid, and I and I'm getting to make what I want to make, you know, yeah. whatever. So. Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably what you know what the long term yeah. goal is. Yeah. And, and, and for the, for for the devil's question, because I was also like doing that, uh, unfortunately yeah. for my guest, if one of the big outlets that you know a lot of people had are, are calling to me and saying, "Hey, John, we need you to come on board full time, drop everything you're doing here. It's like a very sustainable income every month." Uh, would that be something you would say yes to? Um, you know, I mean, it's it's. Everything that I'm doing is about uh, trying to have as little restriction on me continuing to create exciting things, mm -hmm. you know, things that are exciting to me and things that are 
um, technologically things that I get to experiment and things that I get to explore worlds and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so if if a company is able to offer stuff like that, then of course that's yeah. you know that the YouTube thing is a a solution to a problem for mm -hmm. me. It's me getting to do this thing. If someone is gonna set up that solution right in front of me, then I'm gonna jump on board because that sounds great, you yeah. know. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's uh, there's so much need for talent out there. It's just uh, so someone's gonna make the call like someone get me John, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it, it could be like you never know uh, more yes. production <laughs> than uh, creativity, I, I suppose. Uh, in all the things you've done, uh, like we, we talked about some pretty big moments uh, with, with the whole seedling story, but do, do you still sometimes think like if you look back at the guy, the kid who was using two VCRs to edit stuff together, and now look at all the things you've done, that you're like, oh, I can't believe that that, that was my path or uh, that that, was, that that actually happened to me? Yeah, I think you know what's interesting about that path is. Um, there's so much narrative out there on what those kind of paths look like. Mm -hmm. And it, the path I've had doesn't look like any of those. No. And it's not, I don't have, like even when you ask me about this podcast, mm -hmm. um, I definitely had some reservations because I'm like, I don't have the punchline that, that, you know, the Hollywood movie punchline of, yeah. and then I was making exactly what I was, you know, I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there's no like, there's no like, and everything was resolved at the end. No. Um, and I've been doing a lot of things very close to what I want to do mm -hmm. for a long time and never quite doing the, the type of stuff I want to do. And only because I just said, forget it, I'm just going to spend what money I've saved up and, and try YouTube, mm -hmm. have I been able to find that. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely... I definitely am using YouTube wrong. I mean, as far as like, if you're a smart businessman and saying yeah. like, I want to make the most, uh, fiscally intelligent thing is like, you know, the fast and repeatable content that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is very long form and has, you know, whatever the, the, the stuff that the algorithm loves. Yeah. Right. Um, and of course I want to try to figure out how to make the stuff I make that work with the algorithm, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm also not going to sacrifice the reason I'm here to begin with, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. And you know, it, 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 credit to myself, I I do know how to pick my guests because I do know an interesting story when I hear it. Uh, but often <laughs> I only hear like a little bit of the story, like okay, this I think there's something here. I should talk to this person for an hour and, and see what comes out of it. Uh, so so I, I really in, enjoyed uh, hearing your your background because uh, I think a lot of people have seen your work or know of your work, but might not have seen the face behind it. Cause like I said, like, uh, on camera, uh, is the people, uh, are the people who get, you know, the spotlight and like, uh, like Ian Hink is very well known cause he was on camera all the time, but the whole seating things was you was three people. Right. Um, so I, I, I enjoy hearing those stories as well. Cause, uh, nobody should forget the work of John Finger in the background. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, w w what are you working on? Right? Are you working on something exciting that you are maybe cannot talk about or something that we should lo be looking forward to? Um, I have a, f a project that's I've been working on for a long time. That's, uh, just a, you can actually see, uh, I can't see what you can see, but, um, there's some masks back there from yeah. the, um, project i'm doing 
a sci-fi project that was a bigger endeavor um, that's literally rendering right now. I actually probably should have stopped that for this recording. <laughs> um, but uh, that's... I've got I've got a bunch of projects. I've got like three things that are in motion right now besides that one. That one's just been in motion for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure when that one's going to finish. I'm hoping in the next month or so, but it's mm-hmm. hard to say. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have like a watch for this specific thing. Yeah, yeah that's fine. We'll, we'll get to that uh, eventually yeah. uh, when you have big news. I'll, I'll definitely share it for you. So, so like we talked about the whole thing, and you said like you don't have the Hollywood thing, but I think you're still in a place where you do what you want to do. Yeah, uh, I think in in the industry, especially in the gaming industry, and, and probably in the in the in the movie industry as well, uh, there's a lot of people trying to get to that point, doing what they want to do, can sustain mm-hmm. itself. And like I said, people can probably not replicate your path to where you've been because there's too many branches and and too many uh, coincidences. Maybe. Sure, but you can skip a bunch of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So, so what would be like your one tip, your your one piece of advice to someone listening, thinking like, oh man, I I want to do this as well, but I just can't get off the ground. Uh, I would say the the thing that I see a lot now is just how much there is tools for creatives to cut out the middleman mm-hmm. um, and not those may not be the most profitable tools for everyone mm-hmm. but there is a, a potential there yeah. um, so you know YouTube's a great example of before YouTube there was not an easy way for a creative person to get their media out there in that kind of way mm-hmm. um, and now you can put something out and for years after that it can continue to get views and mm-hmm. continue to and you can suddenly get a spike a year later for who knows why it got posted on some random website you know okay. that that happens with whatever you know um, and then but regardless of what creative aspiration you have I I'm pretty sure there's something out there for you you know there's ways to self-publish music self-publish um, even I was just talking to a, a car, well, a cartoonist or a, uh, an artist on Twitter mm-hmm. who was frustrated that you know someone was asking her for a her to do um, I can't remember a children's book mm-hmm. for fifteen dollars, right? Because yeah. you know that's how the internet likes to yeah. go. Like artists aren't worth yeah. anything. And I'm like, if you're gonna get paid fifteen dollars to do a a children's book why yeah. don't you just make your own children's book yeah. and you can publish that for free on Amazon and they'll print on demand and send it out for you yeah. and you don't have to sell that many copies for that to actually make more than this dude that's offering you yeah, $15, $15 for him to make a profit yeah. you know um, so that kind of stuff I really uh, I want I I'm excited when I see that artists are are finding ways to just make what they want to make and connect directly mm-hmm. to their audience and find ways to also be sustainable with that because that's the hardest part is when you're being an artist just to be free and creative mm-hmm. the sustainability is difficult obviously yeah. Yeah. well I think that, 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 that those are words of wisdom uh, right there uh, so, so, so that's pretty pretty cool um, well th- thank you so much uh, for that um, I always kind of end the show on podcast is shill we kind of already talked about what's coming up and what, you say you don't have anything to shill for but is there anything else you want to promote so maybe someone else work or uh, something we should pay attention for too 
Well, I mean, my YouTube channel is the biggest thing yeah. for me that right now. That's what everything. Um, other people's work. Well, you can uh, shield for yourself. I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out my YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah and uh, I will definitely link that follow, in the comments. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Mr. John Finger. Mm -hmm. No H and John. Yeah. No H and um, John. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's on the screen, but for the people who are listening, they they might still need to look it up a little okay. bit. Okay. So yeah. that. But that's that's awesome. So I'm uh, I always forget to shill for myself, um, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna give my, our our mutual friend Stephen a, a shout out because oh, I always yeah. make fun of him uh, on the show. But uh, he's been going through some tough time and he just getting his uh, artsy vibes back. So uh, he, he's a, he's a good dude, and maybe I should say it to him every now and then. Uh, but I think I tweeted something nice at him today, so he, he should be uh, good. Steven's great. Steven is great, yeah. He sucks at worms, though. <laughs> You're going I, you know, calling me out on worms after that uh, two worm-killing snipe at the end of that last game we played. I yeah. was not feeling too bad. I was like, you no, can have it. No, that was pretty it. good, yeah. No. Go Twitter. Yeah. We, for, for listening, we, we, I just started playing worms but with these guys. And I'm terrible at it, and John kicked my ass quite a bit. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just gonna pretend it never happened. Uh, so, so John, again, thank you so much for for coming on the show. I really enjoyed it, and I think you have a great story. And don't let anyone ever tell you anything else. Uh, and okay. we'll, uh, we'll hopefully uh, get to hang out soon. Uh, maybe next year when I'm in LA, we'll actually spend some time together because we just managed to walk past each other for the entire show. I think. Um, the funniest part of that is we're constantly having conversation about when we were going to meet up with you and <laughs> yeah. it like kept almost happening and didn't happen. Yeah. And also when we were standing across the street, yeah. uh, Steven and I were talking and we we're like, Oh, there's Wout. We yeah. should, we should say hi. And yeah. then we were like, should we, what do we do though? Because we're going to meet him in the middle. Do we just, do we just like <laughs> say, Hey, we'll see you later or what? Yeah. And then it was like exactly as awkward as like our conversation, yeah. trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And, and we never, both had places we were going. Yeah, I, I had I had to run out because I had to buy a set of speakers for our booth because we didn't have audio. Uh, so yeah. I had to make the run uh, uh, to in LA in like forty five thousand degrees in a black t shirt. It was kind of it was kind of gross, but uh, well, and you you ended up meeting with Ian the next day, right? Yes, yes, yes. We had yeah. lunch. Uh, I for some reason, I can't remember why I didn't come. Oh, because you guys were in the convention. I wasn't yeah, coming in. That's, that's right. That's what it was. Next time. And he couldn't leave because he also didn't have the proper badge. And he's like, it's a nightmare for me to go in and out. So yeah, next yeah. year, we'll, we'll do everything the right way. Uh, for yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. All right. Well, if you're still listening, uh, this is uh, very much on brand for me that I do not know how to close the show. But I am the hashtagonist. And this is the hashcast with cool guests every week. So again, John, thanks for coming in and everybody listening thanks for listening and we'll be back again next week with a mystery guest that i've been trying to lock in for weeks now so hopefully she'll be there next week have a good one